Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Agents of Fandom podcast, and may the force be with you all. We got a very, very busy month of content coming up. We're recording this May the 30th, tomorrow, May 31st, the last day of May, and June is a wild, wild content month. And so we are excited to bring you some of the best coverage by the fans, for the fans, for Marvel, Star Wars, DC, and all kinds of fandom coming up. I am TJ Zwarich, your host, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Garrett Blaney. Garrett, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, and I'm doing really good actually because we've uh, we've been away from each other for a little bit. We, we had have a couple, had a couple recordings, uh, and you tested the waters with some new some new uh, interns while I was away. So I, I gotta I gotta tighten up now. That I'm back, so that no one comes in and steals my job. Exactly. We got people, <laughs> we got some hungry content creators with a lot of talent uh, stepping in when, uh, when we're, when we're not there. And yeah, it's definitely keeping us, keeping us on our heels. We have an absolutely uh, talented team to, to pick us up when we're down. So that's something that we are eternally grateful for every day. And, and uh, thank you to Layla and Jaden and, and everyone who stepped in while I was gone. You were incredible, but now I'm back and I'm uh, whoo, we got some stuff to talk about. We got lots of stuff to talk about and full disclosure, keeping open behind the curtain for everybody. We're going to try and keep things short today. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. This is my third stream of the day. So we're looking to keep it brief and uh, talk some Star Wars news, a little Ms. Marvel, a little uh, Obi-Wan, and then uh, get out of here quick. But before we do that, um, I was lucky enough to thank you to uh, Disney and Hulu. I got a screener for a movie called Fire Island. Um, I'm going to be writing a review for it coming tomorrow, or I guess today as the viewers are listening to it, coming to agentsoffandom.com. It was a really fun movie. It's basically a queer parody on Pride and Prejudice. It's a rom-com of a group of friends that head over to uh, Fire Island to party and it was really great like there uh, were so many like there was a lot of the jokes and a lot of the sentimental parts that didn't um, connect with me personally but they weren't supposed to like they were um, it's a show it was like a show created by queer people with a, a fully queer cast I don't think there's a single straight person in the entire show so from a representation standpoint it was really cool with what they did and um 
it was really enjoyable start to finish. It was a story of um, being comfortable with your queerness. It was being a story about uh, um, racism in not only the queer community, but just in general against um, uh, the Asian culture. And on top of it all, it was pride and prejudice and a story about friends and connections and uh, love and there was so many parts that resonated with me too, just because like one of the main parts is essentially the one friend is uh, makes it his mission to get his other friend in a, I'll say love connection for our younger viewers um, the whole <clears throat> trip. And it's like, I've been on, I've been on enough trips with uh, groups of friends where somebody decides to make it their mission for one other person to like, all I care about is that you are uh, going to have a good time this weekend. And it was that part really resonated because I've been, I've been around a lot of those things and it, it was, it was a really good movie. It was funny start to finish and uh, it's coming to Disney plus uh, for us, international folks, us Canadians, people in the UK and uh, it's coming to Hulu uh, for the Americans on June 3rd. So uh, check that one out because it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm a Bo and Yang fan. So I'll check it out. I heard about, I had a bunch of New York friends in college. So I heard, I I knew what fire Island was back then. And so I kind of knew what, what you were in store for going into it. Um, And I, I saw a trailer for it and I was like, damn, this does look pretty funny. So I'm glad it was funny. Uh, We'll have to check it out. And I can't wait to read your review up on agentsfandom.com tomorrow. I, uh, I will say it's, uh, it's definitely not for our younger audience. There is some quite a bit of nudity, quite a bit of uh, sex talk, sex uh, that you see on the screen. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it for our younger audience, but uh, for, for the older ones, it's a, yeah, it's a, it was a very good movie and I recommend it. The other thing I'm hoping to get a screener for uh, on May 31st that a lot of our colleagues have seen already. We're hoping to all get it here tomorrow at Agents of Fandom is Ms. Marvel coming out to the public June 8th. I want to say is June 8th, the Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it is, it is Wednesday. Yeah. June 8th. Uh, so that's coming about 10 days in nine days, week and a half. So the early reactions are all pretty positive. Like, I, I don't think I've seen a negative review. The closest I've seen to a negative review is maybe not for me, but it was still a lot of fun. And Amon Vellani was amazing as Kamala Khan. That seems to be the ringing endorsement is that one, a lot of fun. Two, Amon Vellani is just absolutely friggin' fantastic. I feel like this is pretty close to what we've expected, but other than just hoping that we're getting an early look here, has the early reactions surprised you or changed your expectations at all? I wouldn't say surprised or changed my expectations, but I was happy to see that it was from uh, what I saw overwhelmingly positive because if you've been listening to us and you know how I feel about this show and you know that I want nothing more than for it to succeed. um, And I'm happy that they found someone who embodies this role so deeply like uh like a robert downey jr as iron star uh, as iron man tony stark um you love to see that and i can't wait to see her grow in this role and 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 be in the mcu for years to come i'm I'm very excited about the show i just want our screeners i want to be able to watch it i want to be able i want to i i want to use this like i used um moon knight 
to learn more about Egyptian culture. I really want to learn more about um, Muslim and Pakistani culture throughout this, through this, through the show. And I've heard that they do a really good job of uh, representing that. And so, yeah, I think hats off. I can't wait to watch it. My opinion hasn't really changed though. So if you've been listening to our past episodes, you know that that's already how I feel. Yeah. And this, this is one that I'm very excited for. And uh, yeah, hopefully this time next week, when, uh, when we release next week's episode of the podcast, we'll be able to give you our spoiler free review uh, ahead of our full uh, in-depth breakdown after the episode comes out to the public. It's other than the Miss Marvel though, it's been a pretty quiet Marvel news week. And I'm happy about that. We've, uh, we've seen our gore in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer already. We could be patient. It's Star Wars time to shine right right now. We're obviously going to be talking in depth about Kenobi right away. But with the Star Wars celebration uh, this past weekend, there was a lot that went down. Um, The people in attendance were uh, treated to a Mandalorian season three trailer or teaser, sorry, as well as a Ahsoka uh, teaser. These were leaked online and they, wow. Was the Ahsoka one leaked online? Yeah, it was. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. Oh, I hate myself. I missed it. I saw the the Mando season three. I didn't see the Ahsoka one. And now I'm very visibly frustrated. Well, I don't <laughs> but I heard. I heard what it was. I heard what it yeah. was. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't I, I don't want to go too in depth on the trailers just because obviously Disney didn't want them released yet. And uh, we and we will we, we want to stay in the good books. And uh, we also know there's a lot of fans that don't like hearing uh leaked type things before they come out so all i'll say on the matter is they are exciting it's gonna be awesome to go back to mandalore and rebels fans are eating good I, uh, so that's that's all we're gonna get on the matter the other things they uh talked about at star wars day, uh, celebration is we got our guy chop Chopper was uh, was on the uh, uh, on stage as well as a casting for Sabine Wren, um, and we're still waiting on some cast for, casting for people like uh, Ezra Bridger, Harrison Dula, but we know they're coming. Are we? Are we though? There's rumors. We there's not confirmed. There's not confirmed, but I don't know. I think uh, there's there's a pretty Mena key... Masood was was like. And that's Andrew not Garfield that's not who I'm talking about, actually. What were you talking about? I'm talking about who I think is. Yeah, I think Hera. Who, who is it? I, uh, I didn't see this, actually. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Elizabeth Mary Winstead was yeah. cast in Ahsoka as yeah. an unnamed role. Oh, and that's going like, Hera. Back when Natasha uh, yeah. was announced, back when the, the there was a couple people that were announced, and I believe it was um, Thrawn. The actor who's playing Thrawn was announced as well. No, that one's still not. That one's still in the dark. Okay, I think it was three that were announced, and yeah. those those were the two of them, and we were like, which one's playing Sabine? Is the other one playing Barriss Afi? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that she's Hera. Like, when I, cool. when I heard that Hera you know, showed up in the trailer. I was like, it's gotta be Winstead. Very cool. What are your thoughts on that? I like it. I think, I think it that's makes great, a lot of right? sense. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's great as well. There's always parts of me that kind of hope that they use the same 
voice actors uh, for the live action roles. But I know that that doesn't always work out. And like part of the celebration, just getting to hear the voice actor who played Darth Maul uh, just yell Kenobi at the top of his lungs. That just got me thinking, like, Hmm. I really hope that they recast the live action Darth Maul and they give him a shot because Sam Witwer. Yeah, Sam Witwer, just because he would do phenomenal. He had a big piece in Supergirl, and I liked him a lot there as well. And yeah, he's done a ton of voice work stuff all throughout Star Wars, and it'd be awesome to see him get to do some live action because I think we'd get to see him get to do some cool Darth Maul stunts as well. I couldn't agree with you more. And our resident uh, streaming agent over at uh, Twitch, Connor, Connor and I, Connor is actually the one who like forced me to watch Clone Wars and Rebels in the first place years ago and uh he we we talked about this very frequently yeah yeah it's uh oh it's exciting it's all exciting to talk about and on the note of connor and streaming on twitch he, he streamed jedi fallen order and we got a sequel trailer jedi survivor this is really exciting because it not only is this a phenomenal game and we're, and we're happy about more cal Kestis, but it said approximately 10 years after Order 66, same time as Obi-Wan Kenobi, and same time as The Bad Batch Season 2 and the beginning of Rebels, which we got another trailer for is uh, Bad Batch Season 2 from the Star Wars Day. All this stuff is interconnecting, and I know you're a big uh, Jedi Fallen Order fan. So among like games coming out, where does uh, Jedi Survivor uh, rank for you and how excited are you about the potential connections to the star Wars content we're about to see? Oh, that's actually a really good question. Um, it might be, it's either two or three. Uh, I can tell you that definitively number one is God of war Ragnarok because that's, I'm not even going to get into it. I could talk for hours and hours and hours, but Either number two is is Fallen Order, uh, Jedi, Fallen Order, excuse me, Survivor. And then yeah. uh, maybe like Gotham Knights or like the Suicide Squad game would, would probably be number three or four. Gotham Knights was high on my list until I saw the trailer and like so early I didn't footage see it. for it. I didn't watch it. I heard there was drama, but I didn't watch it. So I don't yeah, know. the early footage just looked really bad. But again, it is early footage. Um I think for me, it's at worst five, but it also could be one. So it's at me, worst five. Okay, I'm gonna need to hear this list. Spider-Man three. Okay. Midnight I forgot Suns. about that. I forgot about that. That's gonna be on my list. Spider-Man three, Midnight Suns, Wolverine. Yeah. Oh damn, I forgot about all of those. There's some Marvel stuff coming. Yeah. yeah. Um and then the like, so the I think it's probably four, but I'd maybe even have it ahead of a couple of those Marvel games. But the other one that rounds out my top five is Witcher Four. Is that announced? Is that a thing that's happening, um, or is the, that a speculative thing? It's confirmed. It's in development. Not any type of when it's going to be coming out or anything. Okay. And so with that, it makes with sense, that, it, it, yeah, yeah. With the like, with the yeah, with the success of the show and how much of like the games do have like a big cult following as well. So I think uh, with how with how well this the the show has done, kind of like 
commercially, I think that'll help uh, the game release uh, for the fourth one as well. Have you played all of them or just the third one out of curiosity? Just the third one because okay. uh, all the, I was going to go back and play the other ones. They're too, older gens. Except they're all, yeah, they're old gen stuff. And so like you, I could get them in certain parts, but I just figured it's not worth it. Okay. Um, Cause I want to do that at one point. I thought about when I watched, when I went through uh, like my rewatch for the next season, I was like, dang, I really want to play the games. And I looked up the whole history of them and everything. Where should I start? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, this is a PS2 game or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy a PS2 to play this. But mm-hmm. I, it was always on my mind, like, can I just play the third one and be good? Because that's what I did with God of War. Big time. You can. Okay. And the, and you, you for sure can. And the, uh, the other part that makes it so great is it picks up pretty much right after season two. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, okay. Like the game, like, and so... There's no spoilers for season three. Like, I guess right. maybe mildly, but because I assume the they're going to go I in think, a different direction. You know, the game has 49 different endings. Oh, it's either 49 or 43. I can't remember. So there are uh, like four main paths. With once, like you're, 11... once you're at 40, is there a difference really between 49 exactly. and 43? Like that's still a ridiculous. Yeah. Amount. <laughs> and there's like, so like there's like four main paths and like 11 to 13 variations of each path, depending on which side quests you do. And it's super interesting as well. Cause like for me, um, there's like, there's a battle of Kaer Morhen. And so for those who haven't seen The Witcher, Kaer Morhen is the home base of uh, the, Richer, the Witcher, Geralt of Rivia. Henry Cavill plays him on Netflix. Um, so there's a big, the big uh, battle of Kaer Morhen. And depending on the side quests you do, that changes the amount and which people come back to help you in the battle of Kaer Morhen. And the amount of people you have helping you and which people you have helping you impact which people die in that battle. Wow. I love so it's that. Like, when I was playing the way through Vesemir died and I thought that was like a main part of the story. And I found out talking to two other friends who played it, that, that Vesemir didn't die for either of them. Wow. That is awesome. By the and way, so, yeah. agents of fandom, now a gaming podcast. Absolutely. It's know. a bit of both. We cover everything. We cover everything. Yeah, but I think this is by far longest gaming stint we've ever done. I love it, by the way. I love it. I love it. But I to get us back on track, what I think, what I'm hoping for is, uh, slight Obi-Wan spoilers here. If you haven't seen the episodes, go back and watch them and then come back and listen. But uh, at the end of episode two, we see Obi-Wan and, and, and Leia go off to the planet that uh, Kum, uh, Kumail Nanjiani's character sends them to. I'm hoping that the people there that are going to help him are some kind of like link to Cal Kestis. That's that's my hope and how we bring Cal Kestis in, how we bring in survivors to the narrative. Like I, it's there's a line there. I think that we can walk it. I hope they do. We'll see. Agreed. And I was going to ask you more questions about that, but we're going to we're going to save that at the end for just in the next year and a half, the next 18 months. This is what as long as there's no delays, this is what is going to be coming out for Star Wars content. And this is the order. Obi-Wan Kenobi, 
Andor, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, The Bad Batch Season 2, Tales of the Jedi, The Mandalor The Mandalor what's up? No, oh, so you're counting. The Mandalorian Season 3, Young Jedi Adventures, Star Wars Visions, Ahsoka, The Acolyte, Skeleton Crew, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Taika Waititi's Untitled Star Wars Movie, Rogue Squadron, A Droid Story. Oh, sorry. It ends with Rogue Squadron. Still on the list of things to come out that we don't that don't have dates for. A Droid Story, Lando, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Eclipse, Kevin Feige's untitled speculate, uh, speculative uh, Star Wars movie. That's 19. And John Watts is going to be having something too. Yeah, Skeleton Crew. Oh, that it's is 20. Skeleton Crew. Correct, correct, yeah. correct. Wow. Wow. That is an exciting slate right there. Disney and Plus. And for sure, two seasons of Andor. Yeah. Because they announced exactly. that. Disney Plus is the, uh, it's the place to be. It's the place to be. But Absolutely. without further ado, if you have not seen the episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, it is now your time. The first two episodes. It is now time to press pause on the podcast and go watch it. But uh, I doubt there's going to be any of you that that's the case of because we're recording this a bit later than we, uh, than usual. There's a new episode coming out in a couple days, but that's okay. We're ready to dive into it now. I loved it. I know you didn't necessarily feel that way. I didn't give me your thoughts. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. I want to start off by saying that. Um, and I was always, and I was always worried about this project. Um, and I don't, I don't remember how much I talked about it on, on the podcast, but I'm sure that we've talked about it before. Um, and I believe Ethan said it last time he was on when, when you're telling the story that's fit so nicely into this box where we already know the beginning, we already know the ending and we even know a little bit uh, in the middle based on other projects that have come out. There's, there's a lot to play with. And it's going to be really hard to not step on any toes. And I feel, and I'm not personally, I'm not one to like, I didn't want this to be bad. I didn't want this to fail. I wanted this to succeed. And I didn't go into it. Like I'm going to pick out plot holes because I didn't want, I, I genuinely wanted to uh, enjoy this experience. And then like, I feel like immediately plot holes like jumped out at me and I didn't, Maybe if there are plot holes, that's okay. Uh, we'll keep going. I'll watch. It doesn't distract me. But they like legitimately jumped out at me like, hey, this might not be right. Uh, and that was a little worrisome for me. I enjoyed, you know, the acting. I don't hate the writing. I'm a fan, you know, overall. I just think that there may have been other stories that could have been easier to tell. Well, on the bright side, there's 20 of them in the next two years that are still going to be told. Um, and I do think like a lot of it uh, in terms of why. The, oh, like in terms of surrounding Obi-Wan Kenobi, though, I get what you're saying. My bad. Um, I was about to go on a tangent that I realized halfway before I started it that it would not have been relevant. Um, look at us improving on uh, our early podcasting days. You love to um, see it. <laughs> but um and so we'll, we'll, we'll go through uh, each of the qualms, each of the potential plot holes, uh, but we're going to mostly talk about the first two episodes lumped together a, a bit as a group. So I think the order that I want to go about it is talk about our main cast and the performances. Number two, talk about our uh, potential issues. 
And number three, talk about Easter eggs and theories. And that's kind of how I, I want to order this. First and foremost, it was phenomenal to see Ewan McGregor back as, uh, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's got the voice down. He's got... I appreciated that I got to see the interview leading up to it that, that mentioned that he was really trying to channel some Alec McGinnis in his portrayal and more old Ben, not just Obi-Wan. Yeah. Um, and you could see it. And I thought that was really great. I you agree. could see how you could see how he was broken, but wanting to be hopeful, but stopping himself from being hopeful. Um, and you get to see classic Obi-Wan pop out every now and then, but then you see old Ben, uh, almost be what he's trying to put out like it what's what's what shows how great of an actor ewan mcgregor is is it doesn't look like ewan mcgregor trying to play old ben kenobi is it looks like obi-wan kenobi trying to become old ben kenobi and so it's it's fantastic and i love to see it and i'll get your i'll get your thoughts on on ewan as well but mostly what i want to get your thoughts on is young leia because i thought this young actress playing Leia was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, a hundred percent. I can, I, there's nothing I can say uh, that disproves that I was, I was a fan of it. I think there was parts of it where like, I can see how people were frustrated about her being annoying, but at the same time, it's a 10 year old kid. Um, but at the same time, you're trying to make this 10 year old kid seem like they, they have the brain of like a 20 year old adult. Um, and then you're also doing some stuff that's very kid-like. So I, I, I get the, the like frustrations that some people have to an extent. Didn't bother me. Performance phenomenal. Um, not, not, not entirely stoked that we're even seeing uh, this story, though, to be honest with you. Oh, see, uh, this, is, this is, I feel like, really where our thoughts on the show uh, differ because I love that this story is being told so much. Like, to me it makes the, sl the small scenes in a new hope so much more exciting of she's looking at Luke the same way that young Leia is looking at Obi-Wan Kenobi going, who are you? I don't trust you. You're not a Jedi. And in new hope, she's looking at Luke and going, you're here to rescue me. Who, who are you? Why should I trust you? And he goes, she goes, he goes, Ben Kenobi sent me. And she goes, <gasps> Ben Kenobi. And it just adds to me so much extra context of there's the re there's an extra reason why that name triggered so much trust. And there's a reason why Ben Kenobi was her only hope because this wasn't her first time saving her. This wasn't her first time that she went to him. And I thought that was so awesome. I don't disagree with that. And I think that there's phenomenal parts to the story but my biggest worry is that people knowing that she exists essentially uh is it, it's like how did darth vader not know all these years and then when we find out the the whole family ties in a new hope it this makes it make less sense to me um, i guess in, in no point in star wars canon though was was princess leia ever not a public figure like she always has been a public figure her whole life right i'm not i'm not discounting that but the whole hinge of reva's plan is that essentially she knows how important leia is in the grand like 
it's played off in the story as oh they they fought together in the war so like i think he'll come out of hiding to save her kid the kid leia but in the in reality we know that like there's only one reason he would ever come out of hiding to save leia and that's because she's the daughter of darth vader and so, so if anybody else I don't, in the galaxy I, has honest, that knowledge, how does Darth Vader not find that out? I, I so I don't think there's I definitely don't think anybody else in the galaxy has that knowledge. Um, I, so it's just a very massive coincidence that we're watching. And it, it doesn't to me seems like a massive coincidence at all, as much as this is the part of this of the story that we're picking up on and watching, because this is finally the plan that worked. Like I, I've watched the two episodes uh, uh, three times each now. Um, they, I feel like they definitely don't imply at any point that she has knowledge um, of him being related to uh, um, of her being related to Anakin in any way. Um, but, but they do heavily imply of like, this was like, this finally was the bait that came him out. I had all of these trails. Now, finally, that led me to uh, that led me to this um, because of Organa, Organa's old trace uh, fighting for the Republic. Um, and I, and so it's not so much that this is a coincidence that it worked, but it's, we're finally picking up this story because after the long, long search that she's been doing, this is the bait that finally works because organ like the, like exact, it's exactly like the bounty hunter said, can't believe you fell for this of all the people. Like I, I didn't know Jedi's were this stupid. This was one of many plans that no one expected to work. And this was one of many traps that she laid out along the way. The only reason it did work was because of, uh, of that connection. And I guess that I that's see where that point. worries you for the future. No, that's is, my entire point is that it all comes down to this massive coincidence that this girl that she has hired people to kidnap is actually Darth Vader's daughter. And that's the, really the only reason that he came out of hiding in the first place. Is this all just in this galaxy that we know everything is put together? The force, like if you've watched Clone Wars and you've seen the like force planet episodes with the good, the, the bad brother and the good sister and the father, like, you know, that like it's the galaxy is like incredibly ordered. And this is like a very massive coincidence that this see but you only think that that's a coincidence because you have the knowledge that he's guarding luke that there are we all have the knowledge everyone watching the show the dark side does not but the dark side does not so that coincidence doesn't exist because it does as an audience member and that's what i'm trying to say like i feel like that and that's that's always this is always my worry about making the story in such a short box in such a small box like we had, ex- we had talked about it one, one time. And I had said like, there's a left and a right where they can go, or there's like a, an upward path or like an outward path where they can talk about like the Cal Kestis stuff and the order 66 stuff and relate to like rebels. And instead they decided to go back more inside the box and like circle themselves like closer in. That's how I feel. about Yeah. It. Yeah. And see, I guess on that point is just, that's, I just do really disagree with some of the Riva stuff. I do think there's continuity Uh, potential continuity issues that we're going to get to, but the Leia stuff, I really don't view uh, as one at all. Like I don't, I don't really see that as a coincidence because there would like, there is no attempted uh, attempted link for that. Like that's a story that it's not a coincidence. It's just the story they're telling. 
like it's it's the main story still like it's not a it's not a different one it's not a oh it happens to be these two things like it's just his role is protecting and therefore we get to see him protect those two people there there still isn't a link at that time to anyone else in the galaxy other than him and organa and yoda knowing about her existence and so it's not a coincidence it's just still the same continuation of the same story and so that's kind of how i view that back on reva though i think that uh moses brown playing her oh my gosh with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ingram, sorry. Yes, Ingram. Moses, Moses Brown. That's that's a pl- Moses Brown is a player for the uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, uh, Moses Ingram. Oh my goodness! Phenomenal, phenomenal. She's amazing. Now, while we're on the note of plot holes, though, there's a couple things that we might as well just dive into now. One. Something I'm seeing a lot of people online chatter about that personally doesn't bother me because I think this is a theme of what's being explored in the future of Star Wars is her force mind reading. It seems kind of sketchy of when she can do it, how she can do it, who she can do it on. But in the sequel trilogy, they also seem to be introducing kind of the force interacts differently with different people and it leads them to different abilities. We see that with Ray's healing and a few various other things. And so I think that's a way that they're going forward is different people can manipulate the force in different ways. And so personally, that one didn't bother me at all. What do you think about uh, her abilities to uh, read minds of even, even the Jedi? I mean, that doesn't necessarily bother me. I feel like, if you poke hard enough, you can find instances of that in the past. Mm-hmm. What does bother me is just creating like force powers out of nowhere. And that's something like the sequel trilogies did. Um, Mandalorian continued it when Grogu healed someone as well. Uh, Mando. And uh, I hate that. <laughs> I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. Like, uh, it's cool. Like if it had been a thing since the beginning, I, th- I say rip it, you know? Um, but there's like so many instances of like past Star Wars history where if you, if they just like had the ability to like force heal someone, a lot of stories would have ended a lot differently. Um, and, and like the, this like forced dyad that happens between Ray and uh, Kylo, like these things, there's like a ma- a massively established history of like the force and like people's relationship to it. I just feel like all of a sudden throwing out these new powers is just like weird. So <laughs> in a not very established into, universe. Not getting into the questionable aspects of the sequel trilogy, but just specifically the vacuum of creating new force powers. I absolutely love it. And I do think there's precedent for it as well, whether it be the healing or the mind reading. What I love about it is it's a vast, vast galaxy with so much history that we've only that's we've seen a very established 
small look of like small corner of. And so I love the idea that as we get to know more people and learn more about the force, and there's even been hints of things like Palpatine saying through Anakin so much, like the Jedi have such a narrow view. Once you get to know the dark side, there are many more things that you can do. For example, using midichlorians to uh, manipulate the life force. And so using just like, if the dark side can bring people back from the dead. I don't hate the idea of some healing ability in the light side and things like that of just, there are way more secrets in the, of that have to do with the force that we know about. And throughout the next 10, 20 years, we're going to be exploring them. So that's kind of how, how I like to view that. I don't disagree with, with you necessarily, but like, don't just like throw it in there and be like, Oh, this was actually, this was actually a thing all along. Um, but you're just now seeing it because yeah. So that's like, like I, I hate that. I'm not saying like, I think it makes sense that they can force heal people. Like it does, but give us a better explanation. Give us Don't a better, say, especially if you're going to do it 40 years down. The Palpatine history. has returned. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what they did with the, like somehow Ray could use the force to heal this monster and get yeah. out of this sticky situation because the plot needs to continue. Like, I'm if you and give me a good reason for it, I'm okay. But like I said, we're 40 years down the line in this in this in this franchise. Like you got you got to you have to do better. And that's the only like I don't hate the show at all. I just have such high standards for Star Wars content because they have the capability for it. They have the minds for it. Uh, so I have a high bar, and when they don't reach it, I'm I'm just gonna hold the content to a high standard. And that's I'm not gonna apologize for that. I love Star Wars. And so the in the hands of Dave Filoni and, and, uh, and, and John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard, I really, really trust Deborah Chow. I really, really trust. And, and so I wrote, I, I wrote an article about this on agents of fandom.com. I wrote did. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi plot hole or, or foreshadowing. I think the prequels trilogy due to some, Air, like the prequel trilogy was less continuity other than the annoyingly the annoying emphasis on midichlorians um it was really it really wasn't much continuity stuff as much as just dialogue writing uh was poor i found in the sequel trilogy the constant director swapping and writer swapping it was clear there was no plan and uh we as as fans we it, it was clearly see it it's exactly like we talked about where did this dyad come from somehow palpatine returned blah 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 i think in these hands i have a lot more confidence viewing untied threads especially early on especially when we have so many shows coming up as things that are left untied for a reason and that are going to be explained because I do trust, trust these hands, these writers, these pens a lot more than uh, the ones behind the uh, sequel trilogy. I agree. I mean, I trust Dave Filoni almost as much as I trust Kevin Feige, but he's not the only person with keys to the car and, uh, and they're not infallible, you know? People make mistakes. People, people miss shows, miss movies, miss sometimes. You know, Thor, the dark world. Isn't that great? It happens. Um, I really sincerely hope that what the grievances that I have are resolved in the plot by the end of the show. And I think that there's ways to do it. I think 
what you brought up in your article is a good way to do it. Um, and, in, and in terms of me, just like, you know, wishing that we just didn't get the Leia story. Like, I don't hate that we're getting it. I just personally always wished that it went a different way. Like, I, I feel the same way with Luke. Like, you know, I understand he's on Tatooine. He has to be like watching Luke, but like, I don't really want to see Luke grow up to be honest with you. Like, I don't really have any interest in that. There's other stories that you started to tell that I now have more interest in. There's also been a, a major public push in saying we're moving away from the Skywalker saga. We're moving away from the Skywalker saga. We're moving away from the, from the Skywalker saga. And then they just brought us right back into the Skywalker saga. Well, and I do think we're getting so many different examples of that in the future, but I don't think you can tell an Obi-Wan story in this era without it being the Skywalker saga. I think that would open up a lot of potential other plot holes of like, wait, how did this person not see him if he wasn't in hiding all this time? I think it does He's have in to Rebels. be to do that. Um, He's and, in again, and it's, but until then, like we know... Ezra can't meet him before then and Maul can't meet him again before then. So there's but a you lot made of an stuff. entire video game franchise about a dude who looks like a very popular actor set in the same time period. I don't know, man. And could still be coming. And maybe that's something that gets uh, uh, touched on in Fallen Order. Maybe that's here. We, we still we still don't know. That's that's TBD. Uh, personally, I, I do love the, the Leia stuff, but I, get, I think that's just a, more of a subjective thing. Um, the other two plot hole potential I think since potential. they gave it, since they gave it to us, like, I, I don't hate it. Like people yeah. do, like, you know, I've enjoyed the performance. I think I love seeing a, a young Leia. I just simply wish they didn't tell the story in the first place. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And so the other, the other one that I want to get on re revolving Reva still is two of them. One, while we're on Rebels, we might as well just touch this one. They either decanonized Rebel or Rebels or the Grand Inquisitor isn't dead. My heavy, heavy money is on the second one. They're not decanonizing Rebels right now. Um, I would with agree all the, with that. <laughs> uh, potential stuff that's coming. And so we know the Grand Inquisitor isn't dead because we see him uh, as Rebel Rebels begins. My potential question is, do you think, A, he just survived this and he's going to be fine? hops in a back to tank we don't hear about it again or and that was less of a storytelling tool to show him dying and more of a storytelling tool to completely sever the bonds between reva and the inquisitors and so is that the case case a or do you think the grand inquisitor is less of a singular being and more of a clone created person that was maybe imprinted in the Jedi order from Palpatine to begin with as, as the, as in the Royal guard. Um, and he's kind of a, some type of clone being that's just going to be, all right, here's our next one. Here's our next one. Here's our next one. I don't know. And I don't, I don't know if I love or option either. C, neither of the two. I don't know if I love either of those options, to be honest with you. Like I, f I feel I'm not in the writer's room, but I feel there's a way to do this, to do the, the the scenario in A, which you described, without murdering someone who we all see get murdered later on in a pretty popular show in the canon. So I just don't, that's just a very, very odd decision to me. That one is my biggest 
I can get behind all these other ones because I'm excited about the possibilities of where they could go. That one's like, I don't get it. You better have something good for me. Yeah. Or like there's a, there's another inquisitor. There's like a, another woman with like tentacle, like short little tentacle hair. Like why not have just her be the one that gets wrecked? I don't understand. You know? Yeah. Like I feel there better be a, if there's a good reason, like, okay. Looking back, hindsight's 2020. It is what it is. But if there's not a good reason, then just what the hell, man? There's literally yeah. just no reason for this. Yeah, there better be there better be a reason for the wrecking. Otherwise, that's going to be one of those things that I'm like, all oh, right, I'm not sure about this. The other one that some people are are upset about, and to me, this opens up a lot more enjoyable of theories, is Reva, the third sister, knowing that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Now, there's a few options as to how she could have done this as well. One, maybe she we know, she could have been part of the Jedi Order. Maybe she was one of the younglings that got away. She has a ton of uh, abilities. She uh, was a force user. She was living in the gutters is how, they, is how they word it. And so if she was on the run after seeing Anakin Skywalker slaughter a bunch of younglings, that would make sense as to how she could know about it. The where and I do think that's the most likely scenario. However, to me, where that one kind of falls apart is it doesn't explain to me why she would be following Vader and why she wants Kenobi dead and captured so badly because she clearly has a drive and animosity for Kenobi mm-hmm. and. If it was just to get up in Vader's ranks, where that doesn't add up to me is if she's a Jedi youngling, why isn't she also hate him? Why doesn't she hate Vader? Um, and now maybe she does. Maybe this is her way of getting, maybe if she thinks she could capture Kenobi, get close to Vader and take him down. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's a very, and that's is. a very Sith thing, right? Like, yeah, the only I way hate I hate working for you, I have to kill you and overthrow you. I have to become your number two so I can kill you kind of thing. So that, that yeah. could be a very, that could be a possibility. I think that's the most likely. Another thing is like with her mind, her mind reading, maybe she, when she said Lord Vader and she felt uh, Obi-Wan's surprise because he's not as, he can't contain his emotions through the force like he used to be able to. Maybe she was able to clue into him and read his mind that what, Anakin's alive? And then she just would spot on. But to me, that doesn't, the scene didn't, didn't speak to that. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, my big brain fun theory is that give, give it to the people. Cause I'm, I'm excited. But when I was, when I edited that article, I was like, Oh, sheesh, this is a banger. Like this, this might be my favorite theory of yours yet. Ooh, and I really okay. hope that, it, and I really hope that it's the, like, this is what ends up being the truth because that will be a satisfying resolution to this issue. Cause this is an issue. So if this is the way that it happens, I'm going to be stoked. If not, I don't know how they're going to do it, but give it to the people. And it does seem like a connection that would make a lot of sense and weave things together. So we talked about the Bad Batch season two. It's right around this time of Kenobi. Jedi Survivor, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. It's right around this time, this time as well. 10 years after Order 66. What else was around 10 years after Order 66? Star Wars Solo, a solo story. And... 
to me, the thing that hasn't been explained yet is why Riva so badly wants Kenobi. To me, if the Inquisitors don't want it, Vader's not pushing for her to get it. Why does she want it? Doesn't make sense. There's one person in the galaxy that has a singular hatred and drive to capture Kenobi, and that is Darth Maul. Kenobi! Kenobi! Now, we know we're not going to get Darth Maul because that would break, or at least not them meeting, because that would break uh, Rebels canon because they meet again after a long time in Rebels. But we saw in Solo, we got our brief little Maul cameo um, and the current on the ground leader of Crimson Dawn is our girl, Amelia Clark, Kira. If Darth Maul at this moment is behind Crimson Dawn, which we know he is, it would and there's one of the few people in the galaxy that know Darth Vader's true person who knows who he is his true identity is Darth Maul mm-hmm. it's Darth Maul it's it's Vader it's Palpatine it's Thrawn because he figured it out himself and Vader decided not to kill him um it's Yoda Obi-Wan um, uh the organas um That's pretty close to it. No, there, no, there's, there's, oh my gosh. His, his general in the Clone Wars. Yes. Um, what is his name? Annoying guy Cushing. with a triangle head. Cushing. His last name, yeah. Yeah. Tarkin. Yes, Tarkin. Yes. Moff yes. Tarkin. Tarkin. Thank you. Uh, he, him as well. So, very, very small list. And there's been lots of Darth Vader lore as well, where other people have found out and he's just immediately slaughtered him. So chances are he doesn't know she knows. That seems unlikely, other unless she had some powerful allies, such as Crimson Dawn and Darth Maul. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think we could maybe see a Maul cameo, even though they've denied that heavily. And there's been weird stuff with... Uh, the actor who was playing him in live action. And so I think they want to separate. So who knows there, but I think it would make a lot of sense for us to get a Crimson Dawn connection and maybe even see Kira from Amelia Clark. And I also think with just like, I think they're kind of Kevin feige Andrew Garfielding us a little bit in Star Wars. And I don't think we realize it with just stuff like we're going away from the Skywalker story. Bang, here's Leia we're not going to be recasting original characters anymore. We found out we didn't need to. And solo was a failure. Bang. Just kidding. Here's, here's a little girl, Leia. Um, I think it could be, maybe we could be maybe even seeing something like, Oh no, Darth Maul isn't in this bang. Darth Maul is in this uh, type of uh, lying uh, type of uh, agenda strategy from them. The next note is like who could show up, whether it's Darth Maul, whether it's Kira. One of the coolest Easter egg cameos that we saw was a clone trooper um, and uh, Tamara Morrison playing a, a trooper with a with a beard, just like struggling. And Obi-Wan, you can see him feeling sad about it and chucking him the credit. We've kind of gone through we've gone through the story beats. We've gone through uh, the acting performances and a lot of the other stuff, like the looks of the characters we talked about in our primers and stuff like that. So we've talked about the important beats. Now I want to know. Let's east. Let's theorize. Other, we got Maul. We got Kira on our list. Talk to me about uh, Cal Kestis and who else you think could potentially show up in this series. You know. 
I, I, I had not thought of this until um, we saw that veteran clone trooper, but could we see a commander Cody like a, a, a similar situation where he's tossed out? He's, you know, he's not a stormtrooper. He's not one of the, and we see, and we, and I love that part of a bad batch too, where we see how the empire is like, how do we phase out these clone troopers? And they start to hire on some like, um, mercenaries and stuff so that would be a cool little and and let's let tem play all the clone uh troopers that you can like let's be honest we need a rex we have to have a rex if we don't get a live action rex rex then i'm gonna i'd love to see rex in this show i love what what if we just get the bad batch what if the bad batch are with the crew that he gets sent to what if that's the crew like there's so many potential different logistically. Uh, I don't know if we ever get a live action bad batch. Fair, fair. With, totally Tem, fair. with Tem having to be like Hunter, Wrecker, <laughs> Echo. <laughs> like there's a lot. Yeah, of- I feel like especially Hunter would be a tough one, just because yeah. like a Hunter's so like suave and young still, like in the bad batch, and, like with the long like mullet like yeah. hair, and then Wrecker is yeah. just like this massive like. I don't know. I, the list, logistically, there could be problems, but I would love to see it. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Or like a mention of them even, I, I, I think would be super cool. Yeah. The, I mean, you never know. There's things like Ahsoka as well. She could be popping up. We don't know what she's up to at this specific moment. No, never mind. That's the wrong time frame. Okay. <laughs> and the last one that I think is a near certainty Qui-Gon Jinn. Would be Qui-Gon Jinn from the, yeah, as a spirit, as a force ghost. Like, that's happening. That is, I, I would be so wildly surprised if that's not happening. Yeah. Especially just after, like, just watching uh, Revenge of the Sith and the way that ends and Yoda telling him that Qui-Gon has learned uh, to talk from the spirit world. And then he's sitting there, like, trying to talk to Qui-Gon the whole time. He's for sure coming. That's without a doubt. Yeah, if he doesn't, then they teased the crap out of us in that first because he like stops multiple times to be like, "Master, master, hello, yeah. I, need some, I need some help, dude." Like when you're stuck in a video game and like you need the hint button, that's that's yeah. when we got that multiple times. So if they don't give us a Qui Gon, I'm going to be disappointed, and I think that the odds are incredibly high, seeing as uh, Tales of the Jedi was announced this week. Uh, a short series following some Jedi from the Clone Wars era and young Qui-Gon was confirmed to be one of those with Liam Neeson returning to voice as well as his son going to voice young Qui-Gon. So that's some really exciting news. And I think that that uh, plays nicely for a Qui-Gon cameo by the time this series ends. Yeah, I agree. It's so exciting. Like, say what you want about the prequel trilogy. Say what you want about the Phantom Menace. But the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan stuff is just top tier Star Wars. And uh, it's going to be very exciting to uh, see them back at it. And And uh, also, I would like to say, too, that the episodes of Clone Wars that are towards the very end, towards when Revenge of the Sith happens in the timeline and Yoda actually goes out to learn how to commune with force ghosts. Those episodes are crazy. I think th- that's when you find out that the, um, no, never mind. That's in Rebels. But, but yeah, those, those scenes are great. And so I hope that we, 
like i hope we get some kind of trippy force like acid trip kind of like you know kind of like yoda went because he had to go through like some trials he had like i can't remember exactly what they were but he had to like do pass some trials before they like granted him the wisdom so i hope we get to see some of that that would be really cool big time i agree with you there and if you haven't watched Clone Wars, if you haven't watched Rebels, now I'm saying if you're going to pick one right now, watch Rebels. It's truly some of the very best Star Wars content you could ever ask for. I'm in my third rewatch right now, and I just started it the uh, day before yesterday, and I'm still loving it and just getting to see the Grand Inquisitor again in action. I'm picking pieces apart, trying to make theories, make connections. It's a lot of fun, and yeah, just absolutely do it because there's going to be an Ezra Bridger coming to uh, live action someday soon. And when it happens, you're going to, you're going to want to know the backstory. So get into some rebels and you know, this isn't, I don't know if, I don't think this is actually that hot of a take because there's only been three live action star Wars shows so far, even though we know there's a lot more coming, but this is the best first two episodes of any star Wars show yet. It's better than the first two of Mando and it's better than the first two of Boba Fett. <laughs> I got him thinking about it. I got him thinking about it. You like to see it, even just so considering what, it. Is, what does uh, that really say, though? What does that really say, though? I've loved all of them. I've loved all of them. I've they e- each and every one has been uh, something I've been excited to watch the second they come out, and the second I have time to. And uh, I haven't regretted it after. So I'm very excited for what we have coming in live I was action. A little, I was a little disappointed in animation. With Fair. I wasn't more. And I feel like I'm in the the minority here. That wasn't. Yeah. Uh, but just like personally, I, I just absolutely loved it. But you also, I feel like are so easy to please. <laughs> I'm not. It doesn't not take much to make to you happy. <laughs> I'm not that difficult to please. Like to me, as long as they like CGI stuff never bothers me. Yeah. As me long neither, really. as. I, I don't get easily wrapped up on things like the book of Boba Fett. So what bothered so, so many people was why is this called the book of Boba Fett when it's about the Mandalorian at the end? Like I could not give two shits about the name of the show. It's an expanded universe. I love seeing all my favorite characters. And so for that, it was just like, for me, as long as the story that they're attempting to tell gets wrapped up, then that I'm usually I'm usually pleased if if I'm entertained and then that happens I'm I'm usually a happy man. There was a little bit of cheekiness at the end of Boba Fett with an entire episode dedicated to Mando and I say good Ahsoka and Luke and Grogu and I loved watching it. Don't get me wrong, I loved watching it, but I feel. Like, I wasn't 100% satisfied with the Boba Fett story. I feel like maybe could have used those minutes to wrap those things up. But it is what it is. Overall, I loved, you know, I'm not going to not watch it. And I didn't And I didn't finish my 45-minute episode and, like, chuck my remote at the TV. So, we're, like, at the end of the day, it's Star Wars. It's a galaxy far, far away. We need to not get as wrapped up in these things as we do. Like, you know, we might have our problems, but then they just enjoy it, man. That's the big thing is like we're fans, right? We're fans here, you and me. And like, we got to tell it like it is. So like at the end of the day, if you enjoy it, love it. If you don't enjoy it, tighten up and, you know, try again on the next one. It is what it is. 
Yeah, it's it's an important line as critics in from a media outlet. It's important to think critically and to review stuff and to hold the things you love to high standards so that they keep achieving and meeting those standards. But at the same time, it's also a fine line because we have to find the balance of what is produced is what's here. And in every situation in life, whether it's content or something that life gives you, you have no control over the situations. You only have your control of the attitude, your attitude over the situation. So you always want to make sure you're thinking critically, but also just making sure you're finding time to enjoy it as well. And we're going to have all the opportunities to do that with Marvel content, Star Wars content, and a lot more because we got more episodes of Kenobi. We got more episodes of Ms. Marvel, and that's just the near future. We got a lot more big stuff coming for these two shows alone. We got fun collabs coming. We got uh, some friends from comicbook.com. We got some friends from streamer uh, and we got some friends from the cosmic circus who are all going to be joining us for uh, within the next month here. So Big things, exciting uh, stuff coming. So make sure you stay tuned. Also, real quick, one more thing before I jump off my soapbox. But even regardless of if you like the project, you don't like the project, there are way more people that worked on this project than you realize who did costumes, who did sets, who did music, who did editing. And like their work deserves to be praised regardless of how you feel about the outcome. So props to cast crew, everyone involved in all these shows, uh, making our dreams come true. We all love watching this stuff. And there's a lot of people who put a lot of hard hours behind it. And uh, that should always be celebrated. I agree with you. And if anyone bullies the actress playing uh, young Leia, I will personally find you and uh, hunt or you Reva or any of them but especially the people who are going after people like uh america chavez and leo organa like to leave our kids alone leave our kids alone don't uh, touch my young luke or young leia leave my ms marvel and my uh and my america chavez be uh leave my leave my kids alone leave my kids alone uh-huh. but uh on that note if you're watching this on youtube make sure you hit the like button to help us out there it's the only way in the subscribe can, uh, button and the subscribe button. We're going to be bringing you some more live shows on Twitch coming soon. And uh, follow us on all the socials, Agents of Fandom on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, all the places at Agents Fandom on Twitter. If, you've won a, if you're one of our people who have won a recent giveaway, good news. It's in the mail. It should be coming to you any day now. Um, thank you so much for participating. And we got a lot more fun ones coming. Garrett, is there anything else from you before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. There's a pretty, pretty cool graphic that our producer Ruben made on our Twitter uh, featuring Gore the God Butcher on uh, an American Psycho poster. It's great. Got the knife, got the reflection, got the gore face. And our producer is just wildly talented. He blows my mind with everything he puts out. So make sure you guys are followed up to all of our socials uh, so you can stay tuned to any graphics he puts out. He is liable to throw out wallpapers for you guys randomly during the month on Wallpaper Wednesday. So check that out uh, and make sure you're following him. It's Rapalda at It's Rapalda. That's it for me. That's great. So follow Ruben at It's Rapalda. 
agents of fandom on all the socials garrett at real slim blaney on twitter at the real slim blaney on instagram i remember that now i got it walked in you can find me at tj underscores worst five on all of the socials thank you so much to for listening to our episode today and uh that'll do it for us peace peace